0: So, your wife punched you in the face?
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the hour where there's nothing left to prove. This is where our mental act of concern perfect world being in This is the maniacal hour. You're 100% ground. Powered by the emotion of self-passion.
0: This is how we get now. There is a rain all about it.
1: Left a dead
0: take control. Take control! Block and load, steal
1: souls and watch it explode. Dispatch the death squad and watch it go. Serial killers, cadavers, murderers, psychos. As the hour goes, it takes the time. Expires as we live, dead, revitalize. Surprised by the high, with red still in our eyes. The pleasure is all ours to give you the power. This is the Maniacal Eye.
0: It is Saturday, November 20th, 2021, and you're tuned into The Blow Off, presented by atmarkmedia.com and powered by the Hami Media Group at channelattitude.com. On this week's show, we're talking some late-breaking New Japan news for Wrestle Kingdom, Punk and Brian's AEW runs, Survivor Series, Jay lethals AEW stock, more WWE releases, and surely a whole lot more. But before we dive in, it's my obligation to remind you, this is a podcast by the fans for the fans, bringing you all the news that is news from across the professional wrestling world. Find the show online, theblowoffpod.com. My name is Dr. Jargo P h d and i am joined by the man whose wife had to kick his ass to get him out of bed this morning he's the COVID kid he's the g a g from the pwc he's my man jimmy t welcome back to your show why
1: thank you thank you very much and yes it does seem like my missus has punched me in the eye while i was sleeping i'll call that abuse but in saying
0: you while you're asleep
1: Yeah, how's that? But in saying that, it's me, Jimmy T of the PWC, and I am just pumped to be here. And apparently there's some late-breaking news, right? Javi, but
0: you weren't breaking news and jimmy this is big late breaking news we now know what is happening for night three of wrestle kingdom of course nights one and two are going to be in the tokyo dome it's going to be kazushka okada versus shingo takagi night one for the iwgp world heavyweight championship it's going to be will osprey versus the winner to finally unify the iwgp world heavyweight championship and jimmy i assumed It was going to be Kota Ibushi versus Kazuchika Okada night three in Yokohama. That is not the case. Night three is going to be a fight. It is going to be new Japan pro wrestling versus pro wrestling. Noah inside of the Yokohama dome. Um, (laughs) This is going to be like a full on both rosters against one another um we've already seen kaito is calling out okada he's been wanting that match for about a year and a half now so it seems like that's gonna happen hiroshi tanahashi also at the press conference and he said 12 years ago i wrestled the great muda in the tokyo dome he wants kaiji muto inside of the yokohama dome jimmy t this is big like i don't know if the western audience is going to realize exactly what's going on here but new japan pro wrestling versus pro wrestling noah this might actually be bigger in japan than wrestle kingdom itself
1: absolutely i've got a smile now for me i mean
0: i can't hide the smile from my face when did this happen just like in the last hour like literally overnight i'm not exactly sure what time it was um but sometime between when we finished uncaged last night oh. and we started the blow off they had this full-on press conference wow um this is pretty big wow it's it's huge absolutely <laughs> it's huge. It's, huge. <laughs> it's gonna be the biggest show that japan has ever seen
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to it and that's great, great news, news. because to break up those three nights man i think that third night having noah come into it that is absolutely a masterstroke move and you know obviously new japan needed this man you
0: it's good I mean? for they both promotions it. too right absolutely so i'm i'm looking forward to it man i can't wait now people talk about inside of the western like we've even seen a couple of guys inside of the wwe We've seen guys inside of AEW. We want the real forbidden door open. We want an AEW WWE super show. Oh. <laughs> um, I, I'm not sure that there's really that many people clamoring for that, but the talent likes to put it over like it's something that would be really cool to happen. The problem with these shows, whenever these happen, is they present real booking problems. Like, you know, Kaito versus Okada. That's great on paper. Can't wait to see the match. Who goes over? Kazuchika Okada surely but Bakeda is good man but how how much does that hurt Noah if Okada goes over you know what I mean like this these are the challenges that these super shows present because everybody wants to protect their own talent like if you're gonna do AEW versus WWE it's not like you're gonna Mm. get Roman Reigns versus Hangman Page Because one of those guys has to win. One of those guys has to lose, right? I mean, everybody wants to protect their own talent, and they just become political nightmares. Not like we haven't seen this happen before in Japan, and we know the Japanese pro wrestling culture is much closer together than what it is here in the West. But, man, this is going to be a real problem for the bookers. This is going to be a real problem for the talent. Thankfully, we've got two months to get it figured out, but... This is going to be a, a really interesting show to watch. Not only what happens on the screen, but what happens behind the scenes politically. Well, there's one thing. Do, do, do you see this thing continuing after
1: Wrestle Kingdom saying to New Year's Dash? Um, that all depends. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, number
0: one, I don't know if we're going to get a new year's dash with three oh, nights of really? wrestle kingdom, which oh, is very dude. disappointing. I new year's dash is my favorite show of the year. Absolutely. We, we have seen like Maru Fuji was in the G one a couple of years ago, representing pro wrestling. Noah, um, obviously Kenta is the formerly the face of pro wrestling Noah. <laughs> so it, it's not incredibly uncommon for the promotions to work together this is going to be interesting. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me if we end up with Kenta versus Marufuji at this show as the two faces of Noah face off. Like, I could absolutely see that matchup.
1: And Marufuji is a star, dude. Dude, that dude,
0: holy... Like, people talk about Okada all the time. They talk about Tanahashi all the time. Talent that could come to the West and get themselves over. I truly believe that Maru Fuji could be a bigger deal in the United States than even Nakamura has become. If he would come over to an AEW or a WWE, like that guy screams sports entertainment in a way that Japanese pro wrestlers don't typically. Right, and not just that,
1: he's, he reminds me of of a hybrid between like a Tanahashi and a Kata in many ways, dude, if you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. He's Absolutely. got kind of, right, so he's kind of got both of their sort of uh, attributes, and he is. He does scream sports entertainment. I've always wondered when is he going to become a full time New Japan wrestler. But you know what? To
0: his credit, he's still over at Noah, man. So well, I, mean, I mean, he's hooked up in the office at Noah, though. Like, is it right. he like the the vice president of Noah at this point?
1: I believe he is. So I mean, dude, the 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 guy's a star, oh, and yeah, it wouldn't exactly. surprise me if he. Because him and Okada, like I said, he
0: does remind me a lot of Okada in some ways. You know what I'm saying? So- but Marufuji can get himself over in eight minutes. Okada yeah. needs 25. Like the, the Okada <laughs> match, it'd be, every Okada match is this epic sort of level of storytelling where right, it's right. very much like true to the New Japan Strong style, the pacing of it and how everything works inside of the psychology But Maru Fuji is something completely different. Like, he can go out there and be Brian Danielson, just kick your head in in eight (laughs) minutes. Absolutely, man. I mean, I'm pumped, dude. That is great news to hear straight
1: off the bat. And I'm looking forward to what they book and who wins. It's going to be interesting. But uh, one more quick question about that. Are we getting the
0: whole night between Noah and New Japan? Is this going to be? That's how it sounds inside of this press conference that's how it sounds where they basically said you know and the way they made it sound inside of the press conference this is going to be a long show because they were saying you know like a new japan show is like three hours and a noah show is like three hours well this is going to be a noah and new japan show all at the same time we're going to like split the two rosters raw and smackdown like the one time a year right like it's survivor series new japan style (laughs) it sounds like this is going to be the entire card and as you look up and down the two rosters and perhaps we'll do this at some point before Wrestle Kingdom there's a lot of really good matchups that we could see here oh man absolutely and if it's if well obviously if it is the whole night that's
1: even better because like like I was saying two nights already of of straight up New Japan the third night it, it is a lot but it makes you look forward to that third night now and and, it, and it's completely different from the other two nights. So, dude, if you want to call a, a show Wrestle Kingdom, well, this right here is Wrestle Kingdom, the right. epitome
0: of Wrestle Kingdom. Well, to an extent, because and I, we can kind of segue this into Survivor Series. The problem with Survivor Series, as far as I'm concerned at this point, is there's no stakes in anything. Like, what, what What? do the winners actually win when it comes to Survivor Series? Oh, bragging rights. Bragging rights over what, you know? Where Brand it,
1: supremacy, Jaga.
0: But it's kind of the same <laughs> thing with Noah, right? Like, yeah, Noah yes and New no. Japan, like, what are the stakes for the two companies? For me,
1: well, I was going to say bragging rights, ironically. But no, for me, this is bigger than that, dude. I mean, let's be honest. Smackdown versus Raw doesn't feel special anyway, it never no. does. Even if it's once a year. I mean, this right here, I mean, look, Noah has come into New Japan in the past not anything new, including like All Japan and and, a, and another
0: promotion. And Sorry. to be fair, New Japan has invaded Noah before too. Yes. I mean, Suzuki-gun was banned to pro wrestling Noah because they were such dickheads in New Japan Pro Wrestling that they didn't want to deal with them anymore. So they sent them over to Noah. Right. And now what? They were there for like
1: over a year, I believe. It was a year, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that was cool. And then when they came back to New Japan... It was a big deal. It was a big deal, right. So, man, look, for me, I just want to enjoy this, right? Where we go, who wins, I don't know. But all I know is I'm excited, dude. (laughs) We need this in professional wrestling. But in in particular, New Japan needed an injection of more star power. and,
0: And out comes Noah, dude. Well, we talk about how excited we are for this. And yet on Sunday, WWE is doing basically the same thing. It's Survivor Series, the one time of year where Raw and SmackDown cross over as if they haven't been crossed over <laughs> all freaking year. Um, I was going to say that. Jimmy, are, are you excited for Survivor Series at this point? Because I I... I'm pretty well on the record at this point. I hate survivor series. I've always hated survivor series. And especially in the 2021 presentation of it, it it's just so flat. Like I didn't think that you could make survivor series feel less important. And then they did crown jewel and had a draft. <laughs> and so, I mean, everything is completely out of context out of the near. It's almost like survivor series. Is now reestablishing what the narrative is going to be going forward for the next year for the WWE, and that's its role on the calendar.
1: Well, I'll tell you what will be Survivor Series, right? Is me actually being interested in watching it? <laughs> you know what I mean? But in saying that, I will watch it, and yeah, it's not. There's no hype. There's no real build. No, no real stakes at hand. But that's a problem. I think they should have some sort of stakes. And I'm not talking about just simple championship matches i'm talking like implications for say the royal rumble or or somehow change the format if you're going to have like a survivor Series style match at least have some sort of implications on the teams with with who wins and who losses uh, and who loses sorry i'm not saying that's how you should do it but something like that give me something give me a reason
0: why is it survivor series it should be a tournament with a name like that or at least go back to what it used to be. And well, I mean that, right. and, and the problem that I see it and I, I figured this out the other night on the no DQ review at nodq.com. See, that's a plug. I'm a fucking professional. Very um, nice. <laughs> the the problem is when Survivor series started, if you go all the way back, right? It was the good guys getting their friends and their team of good guys to go against the bad guys and their group of friends that are all bad guys. There's no overlap with the characters anymore. When you watch a WWE program, you don't see Roman reigns interact with anybody on the roster. That is not either his opponent or a member of the bloodline. Right. Like he doesn't have any friends backstage. The baby faces don't have any friends backstage, obviously, because nobody comes to save the baby faces when the (laughs) baby faces are getting beat up. So the baby faces have no friends. Like we don't see Big E chilling with people backstage. Like if there was a team Big E, this is going to be his group of guys. Like right. there, you don't have that inside of WWE because it's so Saturday Night Live driven where it's just segment, 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 and there's no overlap inside of the continuity of the story. You don't have right. like a Team Hogan where he's getting all of his buddies to go beat up Team Perfect <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> right, the yes. Eden family where, you know, there's this other group of people. It's just randomly thrown together. It's not even important enough to be on the television anymore. They announced right. the teams on freaking Twitter. <laughs>
1: Which I don't know why. I mean, seriously. But you're right, man. Something needs to freshen up Survivor Series. I mean, you know what I would have done? Because you gave me an idea as you were explaining all that. I would have, like, for example, Big e, if you wanted to pick New Day, even though they're on separate brands, on his team, just say we had a Survivor Series top match. And he wants to pick a new day on his team. He should be able to do that instead of having like two different brands going at it. Cause no one gives a shit anyway. Right. Nobody Unless cares. you're a kid. No, nobody cares. Why not just do it that way? Friends versus friends, foe versus, well not foe versus foe, but just have everybody with their pals. Like you just said, and there's your survivor series
0: card. I mean, does it really have to be SmackDown versus raw? I mean, when you look at team raw this year, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Austin Theory, and Bobby Lashley. Wow. What do any of those people have anything to do with one another unless they want to fight? Like, it's become, it's not even about the match. It's not about Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. It's can Team Raw make it through this match? Will Team SmackDown implode during the <laughs> match? Like, you care about the match inside of the match. You don't even care about the actual freaking match.
1: It's true, man. That's that's how they fucking want you to fucking look at it, too. It, it's, it's silly. It's stupid. It's dumb booking, dude. It is what it is. This has Vince written all over it.
0: And and also the other problem is you know, battling for team raw and the pride of team raw is Bobby Christ. Lashley and four other guys that weren't on Raw two weeks ago. <laughs> Seth Rollins was on SmackDown, Finn right. Balor was on SmackDown, Kevin Owens was on SmackDown, Austin Theory was in NXT. Jesus
1: Christ. Man. So tell me two. how much
0: raw pride they have.
1: <laughs> they've got raw pride. Yeah, they've got zero. Pride, all right. I mean, it's it's dumb, dude.
0: It, you're right. It is what it is. It, it's silly. On the other side, we have Drew McIntyre, Xavier Woods, Jeff Hardy, Happy Corbin, and Sheamus. <sighs> oh, what a team! So, <laughs> Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, Xavier Woods, Jeff Hardy, Happy Corbin, Sheamus. <sighs> Who team Like who? The only one I can see worthy inside of the lexicon right now of putting over is Bobby Lashley. Every everybody else just feels flat. Yeah, everyone else he's flat, and I want Lashley to annihilate both teams, for that matter. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. I, that that sounds more appealing than just the straight up match. On the women's side, we have Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, Carmella, and Zelina Vega. Wow, what a team that is taking on Sasha Banks, Shotzi Blackheart, who they turned heel for some inexplicable reason, Shayna Baszler, Natalia, and the recently added on Twitter, Tony Storm. Right. What a <laughs> big weird. reveal that was. Huge. Um, I hope Tony Storm wins this, but she's not going to. Um, can we can we please release Tony Storm? I mean, you're getting rid of everybody else, WWE. Like, can you throw me a solid and release Tony Storm? Because I would love to see Tony Storm back over and start him. Oh, and she'll go there in a heartbeat. Um, but but see, it's funny you saying that, I
1: mean, that would be such a dumb move to do that, right? For WWE. But now that you said it, it will probably happen. Give it another week. I'm sure we'll get another row of releases. I mean, they're releases. not doing
0: anything with her.
1: I mean, look at her. Look at her butt, dude. That's what happens when you're sitting and
0: catering for, for like how many weeks? I mean, when I look at this, there yeah. is some really good talent here. Bianca that's Belair, easy. I think, is a world class talent. Um, that's it for Team Raw. Uh, Team SmackDown, <laughs> you have Sasha Banks, Shayna Baszler, Tony Storm. I'm I'm going with Team SmackDown. But I mean, like, if they want to actually do something with Tony Storm, have her win this match. Have her have this be her launching point. Otherwise, just release her so she can go to Impact and face off with Deanna Perazzo. so she can go to AEW and and face off with Britt Baker so she can go back to stardom and actually be the star that she should be like either shit or get off the pot with Tony Storm.
1: I agree, one hundred percent, and I think she'd be a great acquisition. Uh, acquisition for um for AEW, dude. I for think anybody. She, she's for anybody I, for that matter. But I reckon she's AEW the top really ten is. talent
0: in the freaking world.
1: Absolutely, thank you for saying that. Because there's some people that just don't get it with Tony Storm. I'm thinking, really? Oh, she's
0: fantastic.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, and
0: she's Australia's pride and joy. <laughs> Believe me, because there's a lot of crap that comes out of here as well she should be uh so yeah, i'm taking team smackdown in this one <clears throat> which means team raw probably win i mean Carmella probably be like the sole survivor
1: oh no dude <laughs> shit uh, look on paper i'm agreeing with you team smackdown but carmela could be the sole survivor
0: for team raw. who knows dude the rest of this card on paper looks really really good I, like this should be a good wrestling Show Shinsuke Nakamura versus Damian Priest. Um, I'm a firm believer that styles make fights, and I think these two are gonna blend together very, very well. RK Bro versus the Usos. That's a cool match. I i I wouldn't mind seeing Matt Riddle in there mixing it up with Jimmy and Jay before Randy hits a big RKO because you know randy orton winning at survivor series the women's championship match as far as i'm concerned should be the main event it's the match with the most interest it's the match with the most intrigue it's the match that i'm going to watch the show to see charlotte flair versus becky lynch because we think it might turn into a shoot that's why everybody's so damn interested in this match and then you have Big E versus roman reigns you're two champions that should be a good match. like on paper this looks like it should be a good show there's just no stakes, and I don't care who wins and who loses.
1: Well, first of all, when you brought up uh, the man, Becky Lynch, and uh, Charlotte, or should I call her, Sher uh, Flair, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's true. It's getting bad. You know, this is the only match that actually has a build-up. Unintentional build-up, mind you. Yeah, but it's, it's all behind-the-scenes shit, right, but right. yeah, we, we
0: do have a build for this.
1: Right, so, I mean, this should be the main event, bar none and you know what i am interested that match is what intrigues me the most the most sure right and if you add rick flair into it because rick flair and becky lynch are also having a little little war away (laughs) from the
0: but rick is shooting and becky's working that's (laughs) the difference
1: i agree man and you know what to be fair i think there's a lot of work elements to this let's be honest you know what i mean sure there is a lot of tension
0: but we can't just forget that they're also best friends. You know what I mean? Rick, Rick is shooting until there's a payday involved, and then it all becomes work. Oh, he's still bitter because uh, Becky Lynch calls himself the man. <laughs> I can't believe it's true. Him crying about that on Twitter. its just like, are you serious? Come on, you're the <laughs> nature boy, Ric Flair. For the love I'm of not. God, suck it up, bro. <laughs> How do you feel threatened by Becky Lynch when you're Ric Flair? But, uh, it is what it is, man. It is, in fact, what it is. Austin theory on this show kind of intrigues me too. It's just a little out there to see him already put into that kind of position.
1: Well, when you think about it, when he made his WWE debut, he was great and involved, dude. Like I think he he was very talented and involved. But he can he debuted on the main roster, then they put him in NXT just for him to come back to the main roster. I think he's got a lot of potential
0: and a lot of upside for you know to him in the future, man. No doubt. Of course, Austin Theory comes with his own baggage. He comes with his own set of problems politically, as far as some fans are concerned. And another guy that's kind of in that same boat is Jay Lethal. Uh, Jay Mm -hmm. Lethal now signing with AEW. And I got to say, man, when I saw that Jay Lethal had signed to AEW, I thought, well, good. You know, I, I've been on the on the boat that they need to sign more guys like Tyler Breeze. They need to sign more mid-card guys that, you know, their main event talent can beat. Jay Lethal's a guy, yeah, I could see that. Like TNT championship kind of level. Jimmy T, my opinion has changed. Jay Lethal's stock is very much on the rise. He got a great pop in Minneapolis. I was not expecting that kind of a pop for Jay Lethal. He goes out on Dynamite and he absolutely kills it with Sammy Guevara. It, maybe my ceiling for Jay Lethal is going up a little bit at this point. As it should, Jago. Come on, man. You can't indes-
1: uh, underestimate a guy like Jay Lethal now. I mean, the the guy has got talent. I mean, when you look at a complete package, right? Sure, he's not, he's not in the upper echelon of talent, all right? Let's just be honest. But he's got every tool to succeed in this business. I mean, look at him. He can wrestle. He can talk. He's, he, he's a star when, if, if booked, right. If he's a heel, he's a mega star. Although I don't like how he came out to the black machismo, macho man type of theme at first. I cringed. I'm like, no, it's kind of got no. that
0: Brian Danielson thing where yeah, it's got the wind up for the black machismo thing. And then it breaks right. into something else completely.
1: Thank God.
0: <laughs> Cause I Agreed. prefer the
1: Nature Boy Jay Lethal than actually Black Machismo, believe it or not, because I, I think prefer he does have House of
0: Truth. Jay Lethal.
1: Well, that's pref- preferably we want that.
0: <laughs> that's what we want, but will we get that? I'm not sure. Would it surprise you to know that Jay Lethal is only 36 years old? What? He's only 36 years old. Now, granted, he's been wrestling for 20 years. Absolutely, dude. And I thought he was like 38 to 40, to be honest, by now. I mean, when you look at a lot of the talent, like, he's younger than Malachi Black. He's younger than Cody. He's younger than Kenny. I Like, maybe we have Jay Lethal just kind of pegged wrong because Jay Lethal's been around forever. He's actually... Very much still in his prime. He has not passed that in any way, shape, or form, and clearly he has a cachet already with this AEW fan base that I just wasn't expecting to be there.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, look, I I I wasn't surprised by the by the reaction he got because he's interacted with a lot of these AEW stars, you know, in the past. I'm sure the fan base know the history behind it. So, but man, 36 years old, he's at his peak right now. I mean, seriously, this should be his
0: best years in wrestling right now. And Hopefully. have they not been for like the last three, four years? I mean, he had Ring of Honor on his back there for a while. Everybody wants to give credit to the Elite, but Jay nah. Lethal was killing it. That's what people
1: seem to forget. During that time where, you know, it seemed like the Elite were carrying Ring of Honor, it was actually Jay Lethal that was carrying Ring of Honor on its back, on his and, back. And the Briscoes. And the Briscoes, that's Jay the heart and soul <laughs> right there. Jay in
0: particular. Absolutely, man. I mean, how long was his title run? Didn't he have two belts at one stage too? Jay Lethal had both the TV title and right. the world title there for a while. He was doing a real Rob V and DM kind of thing.
1: Right. I mean, people forget that. And you know what? I guess he was sort of in the shadows of the elite at the time because really the elite storyline was probably number one still in both promotions at the time. So that's, you know, it is what it is, man. But I want to see that that, that version of Jay Lethal in AEW where you take him seriously because he's a great heel, dude. I think people don't give him enough credit at how well he plays that heel character, man. Especially with you like Truth
0: Martini to play off of. Absolutely. That was absolutely fantastic. And with Kenny Omega being out, it does seem like, you know, everybody's kind of wondering, well, what do you do with Don Callis? Hmm. Don Callis and Jay Lethal is a very interesting <laughs> pairing to me because it would be very similar to the House of Truth, Truth Martini, and Jay Lethal. Right. I
1: mean, he'd be a great like seriously, he'd fit in easy. And I'm talking about Don Callis, but uh, yeah, interesting. I don't know if that will happen. Hopefully, Don Callis is actually his this show, and actually he does that because well, Jago, there's
0: you tend to get things very right if you know what I'm saying. So. knows well i i feel like they did kind of screw up one thing already um at the end of the match with sammy guevara jay lethal kind of celebrates in the ring with the inner circle he does the code of honor and everything i i kind of when sammy came up with the handshake i thought it would have been incredible for jay lethal of all people to not shake somebody's hand and just leave I mean, like Jay Lethal, Mister Ring of Honor, you know. Right, right. And no I, I right thought there. that would have been fun, but I, I kind of felt like, wow, is is Jay Lethal joining the inner circle? That's like, oh kind of no. How it, but that was kind no. of how it felt like. Oh, I, no, like Jericho's all it. hugging him, and they're all raising their <laughs> oh, arms no. at the end of it, and I was like, this seems like a really odd kind of pairing Shit. to me. I I, I don't
1: uh, care uh, for that. You know what's odd, dude? I could picture it. I can, actually I mean, I can see
0: it. That's that's right. the problem.
1: You know what, man? I didn't think of that. I should have thought of that. It just didn't cross my mind because I thought, nah, there's no, it's just not the way happening. It was
0: presented. felt really, really weird.
1: Damn it, Jago. That's just, it's going to happen now. <laughs> it's going to happen, man. And I don't want it to happen, but uh, do they really need him? Why should he play second fiddle in the end of circle? I mean, come on.
0: Hey, I'm Hey, I'm not saying that. And it's the faction thing is kind of getting out of control in AEW. Out I'm of a, control. And I'm a fan of factions. The problem is that they only go up to like four or five guys. That's it. And and so then they just add another faction instead of like over bloating factions. And it, it just it feels like it's getting a bit out of control for me.
1: I mean, like Chris and I was saying, I mean, we got squares, we got straight lines, we got triangles that are not triangles anymore either. I mean... Do we really need all this shit? And, what, and And still, I'm still
0: puzzled at your boy, Orange Cassidy, being part of chaos, dude. That's all a tease for Okada. <laughs> I mean, I, I really Come feel on. like that's clearly what's coming. I, they can't get Okada's name out of their freaking mouths. Oh, dude. I mean, seriously, I'll laugh if Okada
1: doesn't make an appearance in AEW because, you know, just to be a little cock tease. But, uh, man, I'm waiting for the lights to turn off and then hearing that coin drop. Oh, I mean, the that, are nuts. dude, I mean, I'm smiling, thinking about it. It would be such a moment and I'll be so pumped. I'm hoping we get that, man. If we don't, I'll be bitterly disappointed.
0: So let's talk about the WWE releases. I almost feel like we could make a Survivor Series team out of some of these names. <laughs> um, Ashante Adonis must have been NXT. Drake uh, Maverick, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Jackson Riker, John Morrison, Shane Thorne, Tegan Knox, and top dollar um couple of surprising names on this list for me jimmy did anything jump out to you other than the fact that we had another round of wwe releases which i'm sure they will write up to budget cuts when they made 232 million dollars last quarter
1: <laughs> they gotta stop using that excuse dude <laughs> seriously it's getting out of hand but in saying that yeah, I am surprised. And I am surprised there was another round so soon because I feel like now we're going to get even another round, which is rumors already of releases. So what I'm surprised about is Hit Row. You mentioned Adonis at the start. He was a main roster superstar, as a matter of fact. And uh, he and they did come from NXT. I'm talking about, uh, what's his name? The the Dollar Guy? <laughs> yeah, Top Dollar like,
0: and Swerve. Top Dollar,
1: Swerve, and Adonis. They were part of the crew called um, Hit Row, which came up from NXT into the main roster. But gotcha. nothing happened. Right. But I'm surprised. Uh, see, for me, I thought Morrison would have requested his release because of his wife. But apparently that's not the case. Apparently he got fired, which surprises me. Really?
0: Look at how they've he been using fired. John Morrison. I mean, like, does that really surprise you that much? Well, you're right. They haven't been using him lately, but they were pretty much
1: all year. I mean, up until now. So, I mean, what's up with that? Why uh, he was a he was an asset to them, in my opinion. So, I mean, really? why? Why? Yeah, I do know. Really, it wasn't. I, mean, I like day. Johnny Mundo,
0: John Morrison, John Hannigan, Johnny, Elite, Johnny drip whatever drip. you, Johnny Drip Drip, whatever, what Johnny, <laughs> whatever the hell you want to call him today. I I, I like him as a talent, but. He's one of those guys that I kind of like if he went into AEW tomorrow, he's a guy that's losing to Sammy Guevara in the open challenge and then finding himself in the TNT division for the rest of his life. Like that, that's, that's, <laughs> oh, I think he's a great talent, but I think he's a very weird guy who never really learned yeah. how to talk. And, you know, yeah. it's just kind of a weird gimmick. He, You're right. He's hes just kind of a weird eclectic personality. If you ever listen to any of his interviews or anything, You know what? I'll be honest with you, Jago. I've
1: always felt like that about John Morrison. And I'll be even more honest. I really didn't care when he first got released from WB. I was like, yeah, good, good riddance. Because like you said, he's a weird cat. But he changed me. He changed my mind a little bit away from WB. And I think this run, the second run, he wasn't... I I liked him better. I could basically, you know, I could put up with him, right? But in saying
0: that, I agree with you. He's a weird dude. Um, I don't know what to say about him. He's just a weirdo. Like it but- worked in Lucha underground because everything was so animated. Everything was so right. over the top. So you like, you know, Johnny Mundo filming his movie and all this <laughs> stuff yeah. with everything over accentuated worked for that character. The problem is that's John Morrison all the time. Like, yeah, no, you're right.
1: It's true, man. It's, it's, It's true. But where he goes from here, I mean, he's not young. I believe he's in his forties right now. Yeah, you know, but he could still go. I think I could see him back in Impact Wrestling, though. Although he could have signed with AEW before he signed with WWE, because he was on being the elite a lot. There was
0: sort of hints that he could have gone to AEW. He'd probably instead. be a better character on being the elite than he would be on Dynamite. I mean, just personality wise. Yeah, well, all you see him
1: do, really, on uh, Being the Elite is flips off walls and just acting weird, <laughs> straight up. That's it's what he's John doing. bro. Right. Exactly. So, that's what you see. But his wife, Taya Valkyrie, Valkyrie is the one that I want to see where she goes because she end up in AEW. I think she'd be a great acquisition
0: for AEW, more I so than Impact too. right now. I do, too, but. The problem with Taya Valkyrie is she is a freaking firecracker and you're seeing it on Twitter right now. Yeah, like you're right. Taya, if you want to go to AEW, if you want to have that platform, you need to invoke the wise words of the Ayatollah bin Hameen, never miss a good opportunity to shut the fuck up because all (laughs) you're doing right now is hurting your own stock and showing everybody what a loose freaking cannon you can be. You know, and no, like right. it's not a good image that she's portraying to potential employers while she's just railing on WWE as entertaining as it is for us as fans.
1: No doubt. I mean, she's becoming Reba Hardy, should I say? Yep,
0: that's exactly <laughs> I mean- that's exactly the comparison I used with Carly last night when I was like, "You got to oh, watch really? like because like her and Reba, they're they're pretty close. Like, don't don't piss that woman off." Oh,
1: man. Yeah, and that's a that's a bad thing to do. Unless she's planning on not wrestling ever again, right? Then that's right. one thing. But you're hurting your husband anyway by doing that. Look, she's hurt, dude. Uh, you know, I don't blame her. If I was her, I would be very bitter because look at the build they did for her. Frankie Monet, ridiculous anyway. What was all that for? For nothing. Why did they even hire her? Lord Terrible
0: knows. Terrible timing for taya i mean she came in exactly like what just a couple weeks before you know hunter ends up having a heart attack vince ends up taking over nxt completely rebrands the entire thing like she just came into the company at a terrible time and part of that is nxt and the format that it always has been there's zero reason that taya valkyrie should have Ever went to NXT she should have immediately went to Raw or Smackdown because she's that good of a talent 100% agree with you man and that's what I don't understand with her release you would have thought Vince would have liked someone like her but I guess not Yeah, well I I don't think he's ever really liked John Morrison I think that's That's part of the problem you know Um, Swerve I think absolutely he's not going to have a problem finding work I don't know about the rest of Hit Row but you know Shane Strickland that dude's going to find some work Uh the one that is really interesting to me, Shane Thorne, your boy, right? Like, because the mighty don't kneel, they're (laughs) already talking mad shit on Twitter. Mikey Nichols, Jonah Rock, Shane Thorne, whatever the hell his real name is when he's outside of the WWE, like TMDK. I don't think those guys are gonna have a problem finding work either. The original TMDK, mind
1: you, (laughs) like
0: well, and, and for our
1: listeners, if I don't think they realize I mean, if you follow the Australian industry, scene, then you know. But TMDK has been a thing for many years, long before. A decade at this point. Yeah, long before any of them ever turned up in WWE. And I was hoping that we would get a sort of faction in WWE. Unfortunately, Bronson Reed, Jonah Rock, he came in a bit too late because Nichols took off back to Japan. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm hoping we do get that. We will get that. There's no doubt about it. If you look at him, as the original faction they were a big deal in the australian indie scene dude and i'm hoping to see that on a bigger
0: like on a bigger stage and when i say that i'm talking about japan Well, and Japan seems logical. Of course, Mikey Nichols has done a lot of work with New Japan Pro Wrestling over the course of his time since he was released. Jonah has evidently signed with New Japan of America. Uh, He's going to be appearing on Strong, which, okay, yeah, I, I could see that. But so now we might as well bring in Shane too, right? And we might as well put the whole faction together. Hell, it wouldn't surprise me if they ended up in the Empire. Ugh. I mean, do you really? I mean, I want them to have their own faction. Just TMDK. Yeah, but you got to have somebody as the figurehead. Otherwise, it never gets off the ground. Have Jonah Rock as the figurehead, possibly. I mean, he's a big guy. I mean, look at him. Well, and that works if you're going to keep him on strong. But I'm talking about in in New Japan proper, they got to have some kind of a figurehead if they're going to go over there. Do you think, is is there a chance they could recruit a Japanese wrestler into the group? Well, isn't Mikey technically a member
1: of Chaos, I think? Yes. No, he is. No, you're right.
0: No, no, no. He definitely is part of Chaos. A hundred percent. You're right. So, I mean, maybe Go we on. could just see, you know, like a sub-faction, kind of like, you know, you got the gorillas and you had the elite yeah. inside a bullet club. Now you have the house of torture. Maybe you just end up with TMDK as, you know, a part of Chaos, like in a subgroup underneath. Yeah. Whatever the case, that I'm cool with that too, man. I'd be absolutely. down with that. I'm down. Um, Tegan Knox is the other name that really pops off the screen to me. Um, and I hope that Tegan Knox can get a job somewhere else. And I say I think she is a fantastic talent. I think she can talk, she looks great, she's good in the ring. But that knee or knees, as the case may think- be, you know, that is absolutely worrisome for any company looking to bring in Tegan Knox.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry to say this, Chago, but I think she might be done, dude. I mean, yeah,
0: she's, she's uh, at this
1: point, she's not reliable in terms of, she's very injury prone, dude. You know what I mean? And those two knees are shot. Absolutely shot. And it's a shame because she is a good talent. But I don't know, man. Maybe AEW might give her a run, maybe. But if she does her knee one more time, she's gone, dude.
0: So I mean, we'll we'll see what happens, but good luck to her though. Especially after the WWE basically buried the UK independent scene with the launch of <laughs> NXT UK, which for some reason is still a thing. Like I keep um, waiting for that shoe to drop. <laughs> I see, and this is my issue: you release all these
1: all these guys and girls, right? But yet we still got WWE NXT UK.
0: Yeah, like you would think the cost of running the, the UK Performance Center, the cost of the TV production, as well as the cost of the talent, like you would think that budget cuts, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you would just kill NXT UK, which I'm not really sure anybody cares about to begin with, especially since Walter lost that championship.
1: Yeah, who who's the champion right now? It's Dragunov, isn't it? Is he
0: still champ? I don't I, even know. I don't know. That's the last time <laughs> I heard anything about NXT UK is when Dragunov won that champion.
1: And Dragunov is great. I love him, he's right? Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. But I don't even know if he's champ or not still. And who, who else is on that damn roster that's
0: actually noteworthy? Um, Miko Satomura. Uh, Bea Priestley.
1: Oh, um, she's
0: still there. Is she? Blair Davenport,
1: I think. Is okay, the better right. name I'll take now? that back. I'll take that back. I haven't watched any wwe uk
0: i and- haven't watched any wwe in months dude i just i can't do it i i read through reviews and i, I watch some clips and stuff and i'm just like this is just not good it's just dude, not good i told you i fall
1: asleep watching the damn thing i never thought i'd fall asleep re- reviewing wwe but it's true i fell asleep while reviewing monday night raw <laughs> that's freaking hilarious <laughs> that is hilarious man that is hilarious. That's a first. Maybe I'll release the video for everyone to see, but in saying that, man, it's true. It's tough, dude. And yes, fuck the WB. Shout-outs to, to Michael Davis, A-Trak a.k.a. hey track Black. That's right. Yeah, so fuck WB. It's tough, dude. I'm not going to
0: lie. I It's a chore. It really is. A track Black, Taya Valkyrie, Tegan Knox. I know that you're a big supporter of women's wrestling. Where would you like to see him sign? Hit us in the chat room. Let us know. Yeah. Um, Jimmy T, really the only other thing that I had for this week is all this talk about punk and Brian and what's going on inside of AEW. Has this been a good investment? I saw uh, some numbers over the course of the last few days and I don't think we can question this anymore. Oh, that's right. You got the numbers and I don't know what number you're going to say. And it must surprise a lot of listeners, dude what number do you think i'm going to say are we talking in terms of punk right now how much money do you think aew has how much more money has aew made since cm punk debuted than they would have made regardless Mm, interesting well i hear it's around the 15 million dollar mark right when you look at pay-per-view buys when you look at merchandise sales, when you look at the complete package, everybody, oh, well, the TV ratings, don't worry about the TV ratings. <laughs> when you look at butts and seats, when you look at merchandise sales, when you look at pay per view buys, it's around $15 million. It's true, man. If they paid CM Punk $2 million to come in, he has paid for himself over seven times in his brief run inside of AEW. I think they're doing all right. Like, hey, hey IWC, right. can you cool your tits just a little bit?
1: <laughs> and it's true. It's not all about the ratings, folks. All right. Look at the money that he's brought in it's for the important. company.
0: Don't get it me wrong.
1: Of course, no doubt. But that's everybody just concentrates on that aspect, but doesn't see what, what sort of revenue he brings in as a name you know what i mean just just as a name alone so
0: insane now i think it has been a successful investment so far a track black saying both taya valkyrie and tegan Knox should go to the aew women's division he's going to have further thoughts on that on the eight track black experience over at the pw hustle zone that should be good look forward to that um we get so wrapped up in the numbers that we can look at week to week And with AEW, AEW is not a public company. So we don't get these financial reports every quarter. But when you track these pay-per-view buys, all out, of course, the biggest pay-per-view that AEW has ever done, they did around 200,000 buys. When you look at full gear, it's going to peak out when you look at internationals as well, around 155,000. They were hoping for 150. They would have been ecstatic with one seventy-five but it's still up about 30,000 buys versus where they had been before all out 30,000 times 50 bucks. A pop is a nice chunk of change. CM Absolutely. Punk broke pro wrestling tees. He yeah, broke their entire freaking website. Literally. <laughs> we figured that no, he, right. he did about $5 million in t-shirt sales in 24 hours
1: that's crazy dude that's that's There's nuts. a
0: lot of other metrics to be looking at here instead of oh well tv ratings are down okay well are you taking into account that since the nhl started dynamite is airing on a tape delay on the west coast Did, that's are, true. Are, are we taking that into account because nobody seems to be taking that into account And you know what else people don't
1: take into account and shout-outs to to our fellow colleague, Mr. Jeff Lippmann. but we're having this discussion last week and he claims uh, that the the full gear pay-per-view number (laughs) is down and it's a concern, right? And I'm like, but it's up from last year's pay-per-view, right?
0: It's up from every pay-per-view that they have ever done that wasn't called All Out 2021 well he's he thinks it's it's a downward
1: spiral. How do Jeff? We love you, but man, what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> well, I mean,
0: it it, it, there was not the hype going into full gear that they had yeah. going into all out but i mean i I feel like the more comparative number is from double or nothing, and they're up thirty thousand buys from double or nothing it's true i I, it. I call that progress when you're talking fifty bucks a pop. Yeah, 50 bucks a pop.
1: How much is that? Like 7 million all up? Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's what they made from the pay per view. I mean, come on. That's success to me. I mean, just getting those sort of numbers in today's a pay-per-view, gross pay-per-view revenue, is something.
0: Right? Gross revenue, when you look at what Full Gear did this year versus what Full Gear did last year, they made about $3 million more than what yeah. they did last year. When you but consider apparently- ticket sales and merchandise and pay-per-view buys, they made about $3 million. If they paid Punk $2 million, they still made money off of one night. I agree with you 100%. Punk's doing all right. Brian's doing all right. Adam Cole, his time's coming. <laughs> it's coming.
1: I'm sure he's selling, his shirts sold like hotcakes on the first night when he first appeared too,
0: man. I mean... I just I don't understand this infatuation with pro wrestling fans. That if they are not satisfied with whatever the creative program may be on television, they're so into analytics without looking at all of the analytics that they just they. I know it's crazy. We're a,
1: we're a crazy bunch of fans. You know what I mean. <laughs> Let's be honest. Pro- but- professional wrestling
0: is just a weird thing, man are there football fans that track the ratings for the individual teams (laughs) and then go on Twitter and they're like, well, you know, the Packers drew this many viewers (laughs) and, you know, the Jaguars only drew this many viewers. Like, I know there's TV people that do that because they want to know which game to put on for the national game, but I don't see football fans discussing (laughs) it. I mean, there are are people out there who are doing minute-by-minute ratings, wanting to know what talent on the show drew the most viewers. And it's like, what the fuck? Just enjoy the show? You're so right, man.
1: I'm so happy you said that because, no shit, I don't think anybody has ever made that comparison. It's true. Do football fans track the (laughs) It's laughable now, just saying. This. Like,
0: they want to know which receiver drew more viewers when Baker Mayfield <laughs> threw the ball. Like, no, nobody's talking about that.
1: Dude, that is brilliant. That's got to be the intro next week. I'm telling you, you got to have that as an intro or a little snippet. I mean, and upload it.
0: What are we <laughs> so doing?
1: Yo, yo, dude, if anybody hit the nail on the head with anything all oh, year, it's what you just said right now. And it's true, man. That's like, it's true. I mean, I
0: can't put any better. I couldn't have put it any better than you just did, dude. Like, could you imagine during the World Series, and they're like, hmm, who do we want? Who do we want to start Game Seven? (laughs) Oh well, you know, ratings, bro. We we could start Verlander, but you know, (laughs) I don't think his ratings are quite high (laughs) enough. (laughs) Jesus Christ!
1: I know why. What's it's true, man. And I guess that's thanks to the Monday Night Wars where we all have to bloody... I don't give a shit about the ratings. Honestly, I really don't. I don't track it. I don't look at it. Sure, I'm going to hear about it. But it really doesn't bother me, right? But I don't know. Everyone's obsessed, dude. That's the problem. Professional wrestling fans are obsessed with whatever aspect it is of professional wrestling. You know what I mean?
0: It's it's obsessed to a point where... They're not only ruining their own experience watching the show, which they are. They're ruining other people's experiences in watching the show.
1: True, you know? I don't see it.
0: right. The 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 IWC has just become this incredibly toxic place, and I mean we're seeing it all across society at this point, regardless of of what form of entertainment you want to pay attention to whether it's politics whether it's pro wrestling whether it's yeah. pro sports but th- this ratings nonsense no,
1: there's more,
0: right, there's more to it than just ratings and it's more demos, than,
1: demos. all right <laughs>
0: it's more than just are you happy watching the product because the entire product is not all about you ding 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 well said dude spot on Jimmy T, anything else that you want to talk about this week from inside of the world of professional wrestling? It's weird because, you know, coming out of full gear, everybody seemed, like, super hype, and now by the end of the week, between NXT 2.0, between AEW Rampage, like, I feel like we should be more hype for this going into a big four pay-per-view weekend, but it's yeah. just, yeah. Jeez, yeah more wrestling.
1: For I just want Survivor Series to, like, absolutely... Take my breath away. Hopefully, it won't. But I'm, I'm hoping. You know what I mean. I, I wanted to. I want this company to prove me wrong for once. Will they? I doubt it. Expect better. You know, right. I expect want to expect better. better but all. when you, when you expect better, you're just gonna get bitterly disappointed. So I'm gonna go into it thinking it's gonna be crap, and hopefully I enjoy
0: it. We'll see. Every pessimist <laughs> is a disappointed optimist. Yep. Thanks. And that's going to wrap things up for this week's show. Thanks for listening and or watching. And if you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. Then head over and find us online over at markmedia.com. Search hitting the marks on your favorite podcast listening device. That will bring up the entire feed still. Yeah, that's right. Still. You can find us over on Twitter at the blowoff pod. Find me at not Jargo. Find him at DJ mass effects, Jimmy T what's coming up on the PwC this week. Give people a reason to go find you. Well, you know what? Me and Michael Davis
1: are going to be doing a, a rampage review. So uh, th- there's that coming, which is carnage. And uh, yeah, we'll be covering every show moving forward right now. I mean, like we have been all-, all week. So I'm looking forward to the Survivor Series recap. We'll see if it's good. Other than that, find me at DJ
0: Mass Effects, as Jago said, and at the PWC network on Twitter. Fantastic. We will talk to you next week for a new edition of the blow off. For now we're off like a prom dress. See ya. Peace.